Opportunities are everywhere for flexibility and control of time, especially in a model like ours with no boss, flexible hours, control of schedule. Now that being in control is a possibility, the best time to get into the recruiting game is now. And that's been the best time since the beginning of the industrial revolution. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. I'm excited about today's topic. Today, we're gonna to talk about why recruiting models work. There's a lot of different business models out there and I'm sure there's other ones that are successful. In fact, I know there's other ones that are successful, but I've been in the recruiting and building leader game for over 17 years. Just so happens the industry that I'm in is the life insurance industry, which is also one of the most noble and happens to be one of the most profitable in North America. So it was a great game for me to be able to join and continues to be a great opportunity. But as a result, I've had a chance to interact with thousands of people whether prospects along the way, clients, or just really good people that I've met on day to day. By the end of this podcast, you'll learn exactly why a lot of people right now are shifting from their traditional job to the recruiting industry. Now, if that sounds good to you, let's get into it. But before I do, I just want to remind everybody, I've been putting out more content lately, and I continue to put out more content than I ever have before. So if you could do me a solid, share this episode on social media, tag people that need to get value out of it. That way you can help me grow and it really is the only way that I'm able to grow. Good, thank you for that. Okay, the world is changing and people are waking up to the idea that their traditional J-O-B just isn't gonna cut it. They're becoming more aware that corporate and government bodies they work for have little to no loyalty towards them. And as a result of this shift, one of my favorite questions to ask people that I meet along the way is this, what do you want or what do you look for in a perfect career? And it's funny because when I asked, what do you want in a perfect career? 99% of people start by telling me all the things they don't want. Huh, if that's not a sign, I don't know what is. So I started making a habit of writing down all the things, all the commonalities that people say they don't want and they do want, and I'm going to share with you that list right now. So here's what people start by telling me they don't want. Are you ready for this? They say they don't want a glass ceiling, which means they never want to get to a point in their career where there's no upward mobility, where they can see up, but they can't get up. Hence the definition of a glass ceiling. They want to know that if they continue to work hard and they pour years and decades of their life into that career, that they can reach any level in fact, going all the way to the top and potentially even owning that firm one day. Next, they say things like they don't want gender bias. It's no secret that over the last 50 years, there's been a huge gender bias in corporate America. Well, guess what? There doesn't have to be anymore because people have options and there's more opportunity ever now than ever before. There's more opportunity now than ever before. They also say they don't want a boss right? They want to work for themselves. They don't want to commute. This is huge. Why would somebody want to commute an hour and a half each way or an hour each way? That's two hours a day, five days a week. That's 10 hours. That's 40 hours a month that they're spending driving over 12 months. It's, you know, you just do the math. I mean, we're talking about four or 500 hours of sitting in traffic. Why would they want to work at a job where they have to commute if they don't have to, right? People are saying things like, I don't want an alarm clock, which means I want to be flexible with my start hours. Uh, business owners are saying, I don't want employees anymore. Um, you know, they're too expensive. 
people in the workplace you're saying i don't want politics anymore the the workplace has become very political and it's not really what you do it's who you know in order to get promoted no discrimination equal opportunity for everybody and education requirements you know when i was getting out of university in 2005 one of the big things was that everybody wanted to see my resume and my education that i had on that resume and if I didn't have a BCom degree or I didn't have some fancy little title on there, nobody even wanted to sit down with me. Well, I did have a BCom degree, a business degree, and nobody really would give me the time of the day anyway. Well, now it's no secret that ed most education is not worth the paper it's written on. So people want opportunities where there's no formal education requirement. They're looking for training within. So on the flip side... Then they start to list some of the things they do want. And often they mention things like they want to be in a positive environment. There's so much negativity out there in the world right now. To have to spend 40 hours a week in a negative environment is not what they signed up for. They mention things like making a difference for people, right? They actually want to feel like they're making a difference. If they're in a job or a career where it's just some mundane thing and it's over and over and over again, they're not really moving the needle on contribution. People don't want to do it anymore. They've also said things like they want flexibility of time and schedule. They want the opportunity to work from home. They want personal growth. I thought this one was really unique. 10, 15 years ago, even, even, even eight years ago, eight to 10 years ago, I'm thinking particular some people I sat down with. A lot of people thought personal growth was some witchcraft, some dark science on you know, some mental stuff where, hey, personal growth is proven now. Everybody believes in personal growth. And if you don't, well, you're probably not listening to this podcast because this is a personal growth podcast, but people want to be able to personally grow in their environment. Uh, entrepreneurs want a low-risk environment. They don't want to have to spend $500,000 to buy a franchise to see if it's for them. So they're looking for low startup costs. Big thing is recession-proof, pandemic-proof business, right? There's a handful of industries. Ours happens to be one of them that do well in the recessions, do well in pandemics, and also do well when markets are up. They want tax-deductible business expenses. They want unlimited growth potential. So we know what people don't want, and we know what people do want. Well, when you look at the list and you put it on paper, there's only one model where people can find all the benefits that they want and leave all the negatives behind, and that is a recruiting agency model. So let's talk about why recruiting models work. Firstly, in 2022... 65% of North Americans are actively seeking a career change. 65%. If that doesn't scream craving change, I don't know what does. The stats are staggering. And it's incredible when you study the data. Everybody's looking for change. Over 50% of North Americans are looking to leave the job market and get into business. That's the highest it's ever been. People are tired of the BS. I meet with school teachers and nurses all the time. And I have a couple on my team. I, uh, I got a gentleman by the name of Dave Wimbush. Great guy. He was working with special needs children. He found a lot of inspiration in doing that. But he was tired of the BS. He was tired of the politics. He was tired of the pay freezes. You know, I have nurses on my team like Stacy Burroughs who were doing extremely well in nursing and found a lot of fulfillment from it, but she wasn't getting paid what she was worth. She was getting overworked, burnt out, and eventually didn't feel appreciated. 
right? Also, politics get involved, especially in the uh, school system and the uh, nursing system. So guess what's happening? A lot of those careers and many other careers are looking to find new paths and new ways to help people. It's not that they're no longer interested in helping people. It's that instead of helping people in that area, they're now going to go do something different that checks off a bunch of the lists that I just talked about where they can still find that ability to contribute and help people so they can still get the same satisfaction just in a different vehicle. And they're leaving these industries to take control of their family's destiny. You think about it. Companies are downsizing. They're laying people off every single day. It's estimated that automation is going to replace 30% of the current jobs by 2030. It's a new era. It's an absolutely new era in our business. We're, you know, we're attracting engineers. We're attracting athletes. We're attracting people that used to be in the, in the, in the legal industry. We're attracting students, uh, teachers, like I said before, people from the trades, right? They're tired of doing what they're doing. I have a gal on my team we met a while ago. Her name was Pauline. She used to be in the mortgage broker industry. And she was stressed out all the time. And the challenge with that industry is that if she's not writing mortgage apps, she's not getting paid. So essentially, she has to eat what she kills. And it can be highly stressful. And she was also raising a family, a busy family, a very active family. And, you know, she didn't have the control of time. She didn't have the flexibility. And uh, she was craving change. And we were able to bring her over from a $20,000 a year income to, you know, next year, early next year, crossing a quarter million dollars of income. You know, a family member of mine, Amber, she used to work for the government, but she was stuck. She had no upper mobility. Um, she was looking for change. She gave up her government job, the secure job. All her friends and family told, told her that she was crazy again, near-term quarter million dollar earner with us and a mom of two. Uh, Brian Burles, he was serving at a restaurant uh, when we found him or a teammate of mine found him. And uh, again, he's building a great business with his wife, Stacy, who left nursing and they're starting to buy their life back. Good friend of mine, Chad and Jen Thompson, he was managing restaurants and she was selling knives, again, looking for change. And they were able to take advantage of the new era, the new economy, still get the same satisfaction of what they found in their previous career, but find it here. And now let's go to you, right? Think about what you're doing right now. Are you open for change? And if you're not, there's a lot of people that are. So before you, before you have a negative outlook on the recruiting industry, or recruiting models, Maybe it's time to reevaluate what are people looking for? What are people thinking about? And, uh, you know, being a part of this industry might be a fit. Secondly, people are looking for flexibility of time and schedule. Why? Because they know it's possible. There's too much information on the internet and through social media to hide this. Opportunities are everywhere for flexibility and control of time, especially in a model like ours with no boss, flexible hours, control a schedule. And since the pandemic and the rise of Zoom and other virtual platforms, most companies have virtual training. Most government certifications offer virtual, virtual certification. People have the opportunity to work from home versus sitting in traffic. Yes, please. Why would I want to drive in traffic across town just to make somebody rich for the next 30 years of my life? People are now valuing family time more than ever. And they don't want to live away from their home at a job for 40 hours a week, living separate lives from their partners and separate lives from their kids. That's how it used to be. The game is changing. And because it's an option not to, people are stepping up and they're making that decision. 
I got a great friend of mine. He used to run a, a, a successful barber franchise, a haircut franchise, and he was a pro golfer. But he was just tied to his business. He was gone all the time. He has a severe chronic illness like I do. And I, him and I did a, did a YouTube video uh, a few weeks back. You can check it on my YouTube channel. But he was gone all the time. And when he was sick, he was still tied to his business and he still had to show up. And there was less flexibility and more stress. And, and in a recruiting model with a team underneath of you, you can take time. And he could take the time to uh, deal with his stress and his anxiety and his health issues. And it's just a matter of time before the storm comes. And this kind of a model allows people the flexibility and time and, and schedule to be able to deal with that storm while the income still rolls in. Thirdly, taking back control of their destiny. The world has awoken and people have realized that the people they work for does not have their family's future in mind. They realize the government is not going to do it for them either. And if that hasn't been evident in the last two to three years, I don't know what has. Now that being in control is a possibility, the best time to get into the recruiting game is now. And that's been the best time since the beginning of the industrial revolution. So look, if not 100% sold on your path and you want to take back some control of your life, then hey, you might be a fit for what I do. So I thought I'd mention, I have helped train thousands of other people to do just that. If you're interested in taking a look, head to agentholbrook.com to see if you'd be a fit. My next point to why recruiting models work, because you can scale at the speed of desire. You get to decide how fast you want to grow. Name another business where you get to decide that. Most businesses ebb and flow with the economy. You ask someone, how's business? Well, since the recession and since the, since the economy's down, our construction business has slowed down. Yeah, of course, because that's what happens when you're in that style of business. But in a recruiting business, you scale at the speed of desire. You get to decide when you want to grow. You design your business. This, is, this will have been probably the third recession that I've been through since I've been in this recruiting business. And every single recession, we've seen our team and our company grow through those times. Literally grow through and sometimes explode through those times. Incomes up, production up, recruiting up. Everything is up regardless of the market cycles. That's why this business is powerful because you get to make your own plan. You get to design your own blueprint. You get to sit down with your team and your leadership and you get to focus on execution. Now, I have another video on YouTube called Setting Goals that you might want to check out. I think you'd get some value out of that if you want to learn a bit more about it. But if you had the ability to decide how much money you want to make next year, how much money would that be? I know it's a weird question to ask, right? Most people don't think they have that option. Well, you do when you're in the recruiting industry. You want to make six figures next year? Go do it. I have friends that have been in our company for six years making $5 million a year. Why? Because it's possible. Is it easy? Nope. But do you want easy or do you want possible? I don't chase easy. I chase possible. You show me somebody that's already done it. You show me possibility. I know I can do it too. My next point is because there's built-in leadership development. People are craving growth now more than ever. And recruiting ultimately leads to building people and building leaders. First, you have to get built by learning from mentors, learning from people that have a vested interest to see you win. Because in the beginning, you're a part of their team. They have incentive to help you, right? Then you learn how to lead others, which helps you retain your people and it helps develop you in all areas of your life. You end up becoming a better parent. You end up becoming a better partner for your sweetheart. And ultimately, you end up becoming 
a better servant of Christ or your spiritual beliefs at your church or whatever it is that you believe in. So my next point, why recruiting models work is because there's a team environment. People want to be in a team environment. Working in a positive team environment is usually the top three on 90% of people's list of what they want. This is unique to the recruiting model. Surround yourself with like-minded people that are all on the same journey. Surround yourself with a bunch of people that don't need to be there, aren't getting paid to be there, but instead are there because they're building their own business and they're inspired to be there. That's when the synergistic energy kicks in, the collaboration. It helps build trust and cooperation. It creates a safe place to learn. It allows you to have accountability and and friendly, friendly competitive nature within that environment. And that's why those environments tend to grow at a rapid pace. Here in our business, the internal team name for us is a Slide Edge Dream Team. And we've really made sure uh, that we've instilled a lot of this in our team uh, culture. We have a safe environment. There's a lot of leaders that help everybody out. It's a safe place to learn. All of our training is with brand new people and experienced people so everybody can learn at the same pace. We have accountability matchup programs. We have leaderboards. We allow people to compete and win trophies and go on stage and speak in front of their families. And that's really what we've developed on our team. And we've really taken this model to the next level. And it's why we're one of the most successful teams, not only in our company, but in the entire industry in North America. At this point, you've learned why recruiting models work. If you want to see the video version of this podcast or any of my podcasts, make sure you head over to YouTube, look up at Holbrook's World, subscribe. You know, some people find the videos to be a bit more engaging with graphics and different sounds and you can see me visually. But either way, I recommend checking out both. Thank you for listening and I'll see you on the next one.